And welcome back, everybody, to a special episode of the BAM Sports Podcast. I'm here with former NBA player. He played with the Charlotte Hornets. He played with the Chicago Bulls. We have Eddie Robinson on the podcast. Eddie, how are you doing today? What's happening, man? Good to finally be on here, right? <laughs> no, we, it took us a little bit. You know, I, I forgot one day. You fell asleep, asleep you, the next day. <laughs> I mean, you were you're a trainer, so you know that's that's a it's a good excuse, you know. And it's like yeah, you're helping yeah. you're helping the kids become hoopers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the main objective, right? It's all good. So yeah, what has um, real quick before we go back in time, what has post NBA life been like for you? Oh, it's been it's been great for me. Um, it's given me a chance to give back by you know, training, getting into coaching. I coached I coached a high school team in Canada, which was weird because one of the kids I was training, you know, we, you know, we'd be talking basketball. And I was like, man, and I just threw out the, I just threw out a statement like, man, just imagine if I coached all these guys I trained, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, because I would know everybody's game. I would know where they need to be, where they like to shoot from because I've trained them. So I, I know where they like to shoot the ball and, shot creativity and putting them in the best situation to be successful on the court. So, man, and little behold, one of the parents called me, was like, hey, the Prince, Al the Prince Andrew's job is up. The, the, coach is the coach is leaving. Go get that job. I was like, what? So, man, I, I didn't think twice about it. And That's up in Halifax, yeah. Canada? Yeah, Halifax, yeah, in Canada. What, what, what was that like living in Canada? Uh, Canada, Canada is beautiful, man. Like, there's no, I mean, the, the one thing that's, that's dramatically different from being over here is the violence. Yeah. There is none. You know, everybody, everybody, you know, seems are more, more so respectful, respectful people. You know what I'm saying? They speak to you. They're not going to let you just walk by without, without them speaking. It's yeah. friendly. I mean, it just sucks in the wintertime, but the summers mm. are beautiful. I think they got like, man 15 beaches so it's a lot of beaches out there that's, that's it, it, crazy. It, it's lovely out there free health care <laughs> oh that, now that that's the big selling point that right. is the big selling point and so you know that it was it's that's obviously much much different than and, growing and up my, in flint yeah and my wife's from canada and my and my little son so yeah oh, canada man. has been awesome for me Found my yeah. wife had another little one. Oh, see, uh, see, thing, all things happen for a reason. Yeah, exactly. You're just destined to go to Canada. Yeah, it was already written. <laughs> already written. And uh, so you grew up in Flint, Michigan. Yeah. And, and you know that that city itself has produced, you know, quite a few NBA talents. We were just talking before we started recording. Uh, and then currently we got Miles Bridges and a few other guys. What about Flint, Michigan? It makes Flint, Michigan special. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a basketball city. Mm -hmm. um, everybody, everybody from there, you know, based on how they grew up in their household or whatever, everybody seemed to have a chip on their shoulder. You know, they want to prove that they're great. They want to prove they're the best, you know, and and it's it, it's also a survival tool. 
you know, coming up from a place like that, you know, you, you want to try to, at the end of the day, you want to try to find a way out. So sports was definitely a way out for me. That's how, that's how I got out. That's how a lot of guys got out. That's how a lot of guys changed their, changed their direction in life, you know, their path up to greatness and, you know, was blessed to, you know, pick up a basketball, learn about it, be about it, take it seriously, go hard at it every time you step on the court. And, you know, that that's our mentality. We going yeah. hard every time. Yeah. And so um, we were talking before we got started, you know, we both are big University of Michigan fans. Yeah. Shout out to U of M, man. We, we oh, yeah. Making it to the Sweet 16. Still dancing, baby. Oh, yeah. Can't say the same about Michigan State, Ohio State, Illinois. They're rivalries, so we ain't got nothing good to say about them. <laughs> oh no, but they're but they're not dancing still. No, not at all. No, no one's we dancing. Have, yeah, we the last we the last thing standing. So it, it was gotta, it was meant to play smart. We just got to play smart and, and man, keep doing the things we've been doing all year to get us to the point where we're at and do it better each round. Mm-hmm. Got to be yeah. better than better to, as the tournament goes. You got to get better. Yeah, and I, I had low expectations, but they are led by Juwan Howard. And Juwan yeah. Howard was part of that Fab Five back yeah. in back in the day. How influential was the Fab Five in um, your childhood? I mean, it was it was it was very influential. Like I've I've been Jalen Rose. I've 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 been Chris Weber. I've been Ray Jackson. I've been Jimmy Jackson. Like I, I've been everybody except Juwan Howard. <laughs> oh man! Just 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 having that. You know how you grow up and you you know, you you use that imagination and you know what I'm saying. So I, I always imagine I'm Jalen Rose. I'm Chris Weber when I dunk, or you know Jimmy Jackson. Like I, I've I've been Larry Bird. I've been Magic Jordan. Like I, I, I pretended to be those players as a kid because that's what you do as a dreamer. You know, you, you use your imaginations and you imagine it, and you never know one day it could be a reality. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, what was it like? Because you played with Jalen on the Bulls, yeah. right? And like, yeah. what, what is that like? You, that's I mean, someone that was... you like idolize. You know, he's a childhood hero of yours he's part of like the most famous college team at that time what was that like yeah I mean once once the like the trade was happening and we kind of like you know went through that whole process of you know the possible players the possible players we could get um and 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 it was like Jalen Rose I was like wow that'd be crazy like this is this is the guy that I grew up trying to be like calling myself Jay Rose and being a right-handed player and, and trying to shoot left-handed because I had to pay, I had to be him all the way. I couldn't be right-handed talking about Jay Rose. So I, I would shoot with my left hand sometimes, you know what I'm saying? So say Jay Rose's name or, you know, Larry Bird, like I, I've said a lot of people's name that <laughs> so I looked at and idolized coming up in the game, you know? And to I actually, feel like you've done that. At yeah, to actually, yeah, it's crazy. Like to actually go from that dream about the players that you idolize and, you know, the players that you do it for mm-hmm. to actually one day see them live in the flesh. Either you're playing against them or you're playing with them. So that was that was the most craziest part to me. Yeah. And so it was uh, going back in time again. So you're growing up in Flint. 
then it comes to time where you're playing. You're supposed to be playing. Yes, I'm supposed basketball. To be yeah, yeah, yeah. But you didn't do that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Why? Why did you not? Why did you decide to not play high school basketball? I mean, it was more of a. I mean that that reasoning came behind more of a, you know, my upbringing. Mm -hmm. my, my family being dismantled, you know, I didn't have that, that parent, that guidance, that, that guardianship from my parents. So, you know, that whole, the whole household thing was in disarray and, you know, I ended up moving with my grandmother and, you know, just, just, just living pretty much on my own at 10. So I, I pretty much just did what I wanted to do. And, it wasn't that it wasn't that I wasn't capable of sitting in a classroom and learning and passing and being able to play it. It was, it was just something that I wasn't inter interested in doing at the time. But uh, you know, I, everybody knew I was one of the best in the city. So, if not the yeah. best, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, but well, I wasn't playing. You know, during the games, I'm sitting in the stands watching. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's. Just, I just wasn't. I just wasn't into it. Like I never. I never pictured basketball as being something that I would like pursue like make a dream out of like make it to the nba or try to get to the nba it just happened you know what i'm saying yeah obviously you know it just happened because i didn't play a lick of high school it's only one other person that did that and that was dennis rodman me and yeah. him, those two guys that didn't play high school basketball that made it to the nba so that tells you that that wasn't well, our goal at the beginning. i mean that's <laughs> you and dennis rodman being the only ones on that list is yeah so, so so i was I was more so of just, you know, being being the knucklehead, being in the streets, you know, you know, hanging out, being one of those guys, you know what I'm saying? Until, you know, I had a real a realization of um when I played those AAU basketball games, right? Mm -hmm. And receiving letters of intent from all these D1 colleges. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking I'm just out here doing what I use what I'm usually doing in the neighborhood, you know what I'm saying? But on the AAU circuit, mm. dunking, steals, threes, yeah. dunks, just, you know, showing out, doing what I was doing. So that's all I thought I was doing. I didn't look at it like, man, there's going to be actually division one coaches here looking for players to, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like, it seems like more people get exposure how, from yeah, AAU than they do in, high school basketball like playing for their high school yeah i mean i mean yeah i mean depending on you know what school you're at what city you're in you know what i'm saying the type of buzz you create because you know if you putting up numbers they're gonna come find you yeah and and i learned that on my journey going to all these small junior colleges then division mm -hmm. two so but yeah just 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 receiving those letters from those colleges and then I remember one day I was in the hallways in high school at my um, my junior varsity coach, Mr. Hughley, pulled me into the office. He was like, man, I got to show you something. You know, he's one been telling me to go to class and I should be playing. I hear this every day from this man, right? So walk in the halls and he called me in the office and he showed me all these stacks of letters from all these Division One colleges. Wow. Michigan, Michigan State, Florida, Florida State, Cincinnati, Syracuse. And, you know, seeing those letters kind of made me think like, man, I think I need, this is something that I think I need to take seriously, you know, 
But by this time, I was, you know, barely even showing up to school. Yeah. So what happened was, you know, Raymond Jones is my AAU coach. Rest in peace, Raymond Jones, man. And um, he actually, you know, turned my life to the right path of playing basketball because I was down at Burston Fieldhouse. That's the rec center where everybody go hoop at. If you if you a baller, you using Burston Fieldhouse, getting it in. So, you know, and, and my AAU coach, that was his that was his hangout spot. You know, that's where he was a community to, you know, keep kids off the streets, get them in and, you know, keep them off the streets, play basketball. You know what I'm saying? So I spent every day all my time down there. And what's crazy, he actually thought I was older because I was coming down there during the times where I should have been in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he considered me o- older. I don't know how he could how, how he considered that because you know I, I still don't got no hair on my face. I'm 45. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's no way you can say that. But I'm I'm 16, 17 years old. <laughs> well, you're supposed. I mean, you're supposed to be in class. I mean, it's a yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. But I mean, right. So now, you know, we had a, he actually seen me come into the gym one day with Mateen Cleves. He was like, you know more Cleves? I'm like, yeah, we go to the same high school. He was like, what? you go to Northern? You go to Flint Northern? I'm like, yeah, I'm a freshman. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He, it, it blew his mind because he seen me in there with the older guys, you know what I'm saying? So he, yeah. and, and what was crazy, he was like, I wouldn't, he said, I considered you older just be, because of your game. Ooh. Like your game like was the like way you play. Yeah, the way I play. Like I wasn't in there like missing shots, looking scared, looking timid. Yeah, I was in there. I was in there. You know what I'm saying? Getting, Getting in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Killing right. So he just he thought I was older just because of the maturity of my game at such a young age like that. You know what I'm saying? A, I had the ball on the string. I had the ball on the string. I was fast. I, I'm taking off from wherever. Flying wow. everywhere, dunking, you know, shooting threes, all of that, handling the ball, you know what I'm saying? So he he thought I was older just because of the maturity of my game. But, huh? you know, I've always watched and observed anytime I was in the gym. And, 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 and all of those times, I used to watch those older guys. Now, the older guys, they, they weren't that older than me. You know, these were, you know, guys that were in college. Okay. You know, or just finished college, you know what I'm saying? Not no 40s and 50-year-olds. These were guys in their, you know, 20s. Yeah. Late 20s, you know what I'm saying? The guys that been to school, that's in four-year college, going to Eastern Michigan and Western Michigan and Toledo and all those schools, you know what I'm saying? So I, yeah. I had an eye, and I used, to be, I used to be in there just observing and watching. Wow. Especially, especially the ones that was out there killing. You know what I'm saying? I used to watch. I used to just watch and, and add that to my game. Just just particular parts of like how how they dribble, how they shoot. Yep, like all of that. Just just you know, taking good shots, not just shooting some bullshit because you're in the gym. You know what I mean? But you were like, mm-hmm. we actually like we come from a culture where, where winning mattered, even in pickup. Like if it's if we go on eleven, it's ten ten. That game not gonna be over for another hour. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. gonna be hard to score that last point because nobody wants to get off the court because it's so crowded. Now you got to wait five, six games before you get back on. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So because you always got that group of like three or five that's already yeah put together before the that game even starts, 
And, yeah. and see, we used to come in the gym with we used to come in the gym with our five and just kill all day, all night. Oh, yeah. And then it got to a point where you had to sign up and you know sign up first five here. You just sign up. You don't know what team you're gonna be on or whatever. Oh. Yeah, we used to dominate like that, like all day. We playing ball eight, eleven hours a day. Oh wow! Yeah, those are the hours I supposed to be in school. I'm I'm hooping from I'm hooping school hours. You're hooping school hours in the house. And so, and, you, and so how how did your transition from high school to college go when it was that time that you had to go to college what was that transition like for you I mean I was I was pretty much used to you know I had the off the court part pretty much mm-hmm. in the bag because you know the way I grew up you know handling for myself and doing for myself the whole time ever since I was you know, 10, 11 years old. So learning how to live, I, I knew how to do that. I know how to yeah. cook, I know how to do all that, groceries, all that, right? Because I watched my mom, obviously. You know, all those days you're in the grocery store, you're watching and learning how to grocery shop. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know you know the exact path in the grocery store you're exactly. supposed to be on. Exactly. So the biggest, the biggest adjustment for me was learning the game, mm. you know, learning how to play five-on-five five basketball because if you think about it, I basically, and we're talking like, you know, from a basketball skill set and, and five on five, I've never done that. AAU is really not structured like that where you're running plays. You have a, you just going out there and you just doing what you do. It's pretty much open gym. You're just showcasing your talent, right? It's like an all-star game. AAU is like little all-star games, right? Yeah. Because you ain't really running plays and doing all of that. So no, it's all okay. I have exactly right. five so, players in our area. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. So you I mean you got the best of the best on your team? So that you ain't nothing. To, it ain't even nothing to try to draw up or nothing because mm-hmm. everybody's an all star on that level. You know what I'm saying? Selected yeah. to be here, so they're the best of the best. So mm-hmm. you know. And then what happened was I end up. Um, I and if you think about it, I went from playing you know, AAU ball to junior college. Yeah. You know, so I had to learn the game. Like, you know, what's the closeout? What's yeah. the box out? Just the bat just the, the basketball language. Yeah. You know, I had to learn, you know what I'm saying? So so I couldn't spend my time in practice playing around, bullshitting around, talking. You no, know, I I really I really gotta focus in and learn because you guys, you guys that are here. Y'all got four years ahead of me, four years of learning, four years of experience from playing and, and playing in high school that I don't have. So I had to take the game very seriously. And, you know, a lot of team, a lot of my teammates didn't really understand that. Like they'd be trying to play yeah. and shit. I'm like, nah, bro, <laughs> mm-hmm. I got to pick up on this drill. I got to pick this up. Like I ain't got time to be fucking around with you in practice. And, you know, they, they might have looked at me a certain type of way, but no, like, like I'm learning. So I got to learn. So I'm in the rotation or I'm, I'm out here playing. So, so for me, it was just, it was just like being in school. I had to learn the footwork, you know, the, the footwork, learning, learning how to um, remember plays. Yeah. Because, because, yeah, because it's, it's not just, it's not just what I was accustomed to, just playing up and down, running up and down. No, there's a there's a certain structure to this game. <laughs> like learning how to move without the ball. Yeah, defensive, you know? yeah. yeah. Even though the play's not for you, there's something that you're doing to get that other player open who's it, who is for. So I had to you have to learn every spot, one through five. 
Yeah, that's, you, you know, it's, I, it's crazy that you were able to make that transition without playing those high school basketball structured yeah. years that, because, yeah. you know, you don't even really think about it. Exactly. It's like, that's just some of the things that you're, you're taught day one, but you didn't get that opportunity. No, and you would, and I would have got all of that by playing four years of, of of high school basketball because, you know, that's 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 where that that's where that teaching starts because now this is what now you're in high school you always have to learn mm-hmm. levels ahead of where you're going. Yeah. So you're in high and, school. So when you're in high school, you got to learn how to play college basketball. Mm-hmm. You playing college basketball, you got to learn how to play NBA basketball. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. you got to always be ahead of the curve because of where you're going. And you yeah. only got so many years. You only got mm-hmm. so many years to get it. Yeah. When so, did you realize that the NBA was an obtainable goal? I mean, I mean, you, you look at you look at it from a, a college scouting perspective, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how they go through is he athletic? Can he shoot? Can he defend? Can he run? Can he jump? I qualify for all of those things. So mm-hmm. I knew, I, like, I did, I went, like, looking at those letters, I did, I wasn't thinking NBA. I was just thinking college. Yeah. You know, you were just at Central Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, I was at, I was at Trinity Valley. Was the first junior college I went to. Yeah, and that's, that's where Sean Kemp went. Yep, Nick Van yeah. Yeah. And then, but then you decided to go from there to Central Oklahoma. No, no, I went to Brown. I went, I did four years of college. I went, I did one year at Trinity Valley. I did my sophomore year at Brown Mackey Community College in Salina. Oh, and Kansas. where was, oh. Yeah. So I went Ooh. from Kansas, and, and both of those conferences were the best conferences in JUCO. Okay. So, well, yeah, what? Lone Star Conference in Texas. Around. You probably know how many how many NBAers came out of the Texas Junior College System. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. What but, what was that like? Uh, yeah. Going from three different colleges, going from Trinity Valley. Going yeah, to Brown. I mean, the, my reason for leaving Trinity Valley was because you know my coach, the coach that got me there, Rob Alaska, who was coaching at my community college. He seen me and. Me and one of my close friends playing in um, Glenn Rice's pro am that he does in the summer times. Yeah. So he he was getting a coaching job at as an assistant at Trinity Valley. He was looking for players, and so he, you know, he came he came to that game and he seen me he seen me and Pruitt. Pruitt was number two in the country at the time when he came out of high school. So we went as a package deal. Okay. Valley, and then all I had to do was I, I had to go a couple months early because I had to I had to get my GED because I had dropped out by then, like totally mm. dropped out of high school. So I had to go get my GED past that before I could enroll in college because you just can't go to college. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a GED or you gotta have that that ACT score. You know what I mean? Those are your mm-hmm. only two options. You can't just go walk on. You know what I'm saying? Get into college. Yeah. But yeah so I went and did that. My, my freshman year, I think we went to the Elite Eight before losing. Yeah. Then, I, then, I, then my coach was, you know, me, just me being loyal to my assistant coach. You know, I was trying to wait around for him to get another job because he ended up leaving after the season and I was going to go with him again. And 
he never he never landed a job. So I went back home that summer, got with my AU coach Raymond Jones, and then he found me to found me a school in Kansas. It didn't matter where it was for me. I'm like I'm, I'm, I'm this is this is the, this is the journey. Like you're gonna have to go here. You got to go there. You got to go here. Like that's the basketball journey. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it was great. Like all like. I, I enjoyed my college years. I had fun. I met a lot of people. This shit was fun. <laughs> I mean, you went, I mean, three, three colleges. You yeah. got to meet a lot of people. I bet, you know, that expands. Kind yeah, of made it. Yeah, created, if you yeah, will. Yeah, created a lot of friendships, man. A lot of, a lot of teammates that I still talk to to this day. You know, we yeah. still keep in contact, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, that's the college. And then, going to central Oklahoma for my last two years there. So the, the, basically the, the, so the NBA scouts came about when I was, um, when I was at Brown Mackey. Okay. So that was sophomore. My sophomore year. And, um, what's crazy is the Spurs, the Spurs love me the most. Really? Yeah. This is, this is 1997, my sophomore year. So, I created a pretty big buzz when I was in Trinity Valley. So mm-hmm. <laughs> all, all, all that buzz went from there and followed me to the next school. You know what I'm saying? Okay. They were trying to figure out where I'm at. Cause they, you know, I wasn't no, I wasn't yeah. no, no, no Mr. Basketball and Mr. You know, top mm-hmm. five in the city, top 10 in the country, none of that type of player. So they just had to find me by, by word of ear or word of mouth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they found out I was in Kansas. They got eyes everywhere. Yeah, I got eyes everywhere, and that, that's when that's when they started coming. I started I started seeing the NBA jerseys in the in the stands. I'm like, holy shit! So now it's 1997. Me and my coach Francis Flax, right? He like, man, look, the Spurs love you. He's talking to RC Buford, who was the general manager at the time on the regular. They'll take you second round if you declare for the draft. And what year is this? So this is 97. Yeah, it's 96, 97. I mean, hey, they. I mean, they made a good first round pick that year. Yeah, yeah. And my thing was, my thing was, I don't care. I don't care about going first round, top this, top that. All I need is one team to get to believe in me. And once yeah, I get yeah. there, I'm not going nowhere. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, '97 would have been a good year. I mean, they. That's when they drafted Timmy D, number yeah. one. Yeah. And so that would have been. That would have yeah. been crazy. If that would have happened, so what ended up happening was, I, you know, I, I had a conversation, you know, with my with my with my mentor Raymond Jones, and he was like, "Boy, you ain't ready for no damn NBA. You just not learning how to play college basketball." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but coach, I said, "Coach, the Spurs talking about they go draft me second round. What do you mean?" You know what I'm saying? So I, you know, he's 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 been there since my young team, you know, my my later teenage years, and he's mm-hmm. he's always giving me great advice without that coming with an advantage for him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Everything was real and, and yeah. he, he really had his best interest in, you know, me, you know, figuring my life out. And, you know, I took what he said into consideration. And what happened was I ended up sending a letter to the NBA to get my name out of the draft. And Ooh. somehow, and somehow I didn't get there. So my name was still in the draft. And I and I didn't sign an agent because I'm not going to be in the draft. So why would I have an agent? So that was my conversation with David Stern, because now I'm trying to figure out where do I go from here? Because now you didn't receive my letter. I'm still 
I'm considered an NBA free agent, but but I'm not in the draft. Like I'm I'm not understanding what's going on. Yeah. So, look, all I know, I, I didn't get a letter. Um, you 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 can go back to school, but you just can't go Division One. I. I don't even know if that was true. That's just what he told that's, me, right? Hmm. That's that's interesting. So I don't even know if that was true or not, but I just went on what he was saying because. I know in a couple of years I'm gonna to have to deal with him again. <laughs> yeah, you don't you don't want to get you don't want to get on David Stern's bad side. We know we already, as fans and as you from that phone call, I was already on his bad side because the way I was oh. talking because I'm mad. I'm like, bro, like this don't make no sense. Like, what player do you know went through the whole NBA process without an agent? I said, Mr. Stern, I don't have an agent, so why would I be in the draft? I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And he, he just been like, he didn't want to deal with it. He didn't want me there. Like, that's the sense I got from him. <laughs> Mr. Stern was a very interesting commissioner. He was... Yeah, so, uh, it was, so it was like, he couldn't make that make sense for me. Yeah. Make, make that make sense. Well, can, tell me a player that went through the draft without, without an without agent. Him. Like, no, that's not possible. Mm-mm. He may get rid of him after he signed his contract. Later on, he might get rid of him like Ray Allen did. <laughs> it became his yeah, but they still have one going in. in with, he came in with one. Mm-hmm. That's you know, crazy. So, so now I was I had I had Division One offers that I didn't even, you know, what I'm saying reach out to schools and even waste my time because I got to go D two now. So that's that's when I was stroll right down five hours down the road. Yeah. In Oklahoma. I'll, I will, um, you know what, now that, that you told that story, I'm really curious. So I'm def after we get off recording, I'm definitely going to do some in-depth research about if that's even. Now look, now look, before a that, true right, statement. Think, yeah, now think about this, right? So now, so now, because I declared for the draft in 97 and I went undrafted, mm-hmm. as soon as I finished my last college basketball game i'm in an immediate free agent nba free agent so Hmm. i'm doing i'm doing nba workouts what may because of so they because of that whole debacle now you there's no chance for you to even get drafted listen there's no i'm I'm not even in it but you're not listening look i could have this is what was supposed to happen it could have happened and I would have been the only player to ever do this. So when I told you I was an immediate NBA free agent, I could have signed with an NBA team as soon as my college career was over with. Yeah. I flew to New York. I flew to New York. I flew to okay. New York. for That was my first NBA workout. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I went from playing my last game to hopping on the airplane, flying to New York. And, and it's April, May, so it's playoffs. Yeah. And 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 they were playing. Uh, who are they playing? Miami. They were playing the Miami Heat first round in back in uh, ninety nine. Yeah, I was at the games. <laughs> I'm the only college player moving around doing NBA workouts. Everybody else got to wait because school's not out and they they can't declare yeah. to you know it's a time period when they can start doing their NBA workouts. I was the only college college player doing NBA workouts as soon as his season was over with. And what's crazy is I was supposed to sign with the Knicks, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they would have had to get rid of David Wingate. Ooh, wow. Which is, which is, you know, which, which, what, 
the situation I ran into was that whole that whole veteran camaraderie thing. Like mm -hmm. they like, man, young fella gonna get a job, man. You trying to keep the vet on as long as he can keep the vet in the league. You know what I'm saying? Which, you know, I understood yeah. that later on as I got in the NBA and became a veteran. You know what I mean? So yeah. that was the whole situation. But I was supposed to sign as soon as my last college game was over with with the Knicks in the playoffs. And so, yeah. So now that didn't happen. That You're didn't now, happen. It's, it's now some NBA offseason. Yeah, so I, I went around doing my workouts for shit. I worked out for majority of the NBA teams. Yeah. And, and what I, made you want to sign with Charlotte? I signed with Charlotte because the the um, the idea of playing time. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be in the league, but I want to be playing in the league. I don't just want to be in the league. Yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm going... I'm going where opportunity presents itself. So mm -hmm. it came down to the Houston Rockets and it came down to the Charlotte Hornets. And actually the Rockets, the Rockets offered me more money, but they had Steve and Catino. You saw what that, you saw what that duo did. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ain't no time for me over there behind them two dudes. Oh yeah, I know because you, know you can't. Yeah, because you kind of have to play them together or staggered, and they both need the ball. Exactly. Especially Steve. Yes. Steve Francis needed that ball. I mean, Steve franchise. Yeah. So, so I took. So I went with the lesser, the lesser contract, which I wasn't. I wasn't worried about no money. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to get. In, I'm trying to be in the league. I'm, the money gonna come. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I just gotta work my ass off and get it. Yeah. And I w I took Charlotte. And I played a lot. Yeah, you played what I was NBA. looking at. You played 16, 17 minutes per game. Um, what? So talk us through your first game. Well, my, first I didn't even game, I didn't play my first game because my son was born on game day, November 2nd. <laughs> so wow, we, was okay. okay. we was playing against T Mac. We was playing against T Mac, playing against Orlando at home. So I I didn't even play in that game because I was you know being at the hospital all morning and you know whatever whatever. But yeah, I can't and I can't even remember the second game. That's weird. I can't even remember the second game. You, but, you remember the for me? But for me, for me, it wasn't even the game. It was it was it was training camp. Yeah. Okay. You know, Training camp was like that's that's when it hit me like like you see you see Anthony Mason, Derek Coleman, Eddie oh, yeah. Jones, Eldon Campbell. You yeah, see you these guys that. live in the flesh. Bobby Fields, David Wesley, Baron Davis. Like you know, like oh, this like okay, like this. That's what it hit me, bro. First day of training camp. Mm -hmm. We finna get it in and battle and go at each other. And Ricky Davis, I ain't gonna forget about Ricky Davis. Oh no, yeah, David Wesley, Bobby Fills. Yeah, R.I.P. Bobby Fills, man. Yeah, you got yeah that team. The team had a lot of. I mean, it had dogs, you know, yeah. because like Eddie Jones, underrated, but he'll get he'll get you buckets when you need it. Yeah, exactly. Eddie that was, Jones, that was my like guy. all the guys was my guys. Yeah, we had a squad, man. And, I know. mean, in your first year, I mean, your first year, you guys did not do bad. 
Uh, overall, 49-33. You guys made the playoffs. You did lose in that first round. Yeah, we ran into the answer, right? You, yep. Alan we didn't Iverson. have an answer for the answer. <laughs> nope. Not, not, many, not many people did. And so, like. I think, I think he gave us 47 the first game. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Iverson. He had, let's see, in game one, he had 40. And then, let's see, Dirk Coleman ended up having 29 in game two. Allen Iverson had 24 in game three, and then 26 in game four. And, yeah, the, and, that's when, and that's when it was only a best of five in the first round. But we got swept, right? No, it was a 3-1. 3-1. Derek Coleman had 29 in game two. And so you guys won there, but then but then lost the next game one, game three, game four. What yeah. is <laughs> what is the difference between an in, like a regular season game and a playoff game? Because you always hear, oh, it's more intense. It's it's, it's all this it's, stuff. You know, it's I think it's I think it changes because of how much the crowd is into the game. Because mm-hmm. they know the importance. Yeah, they know the importance, and and it's the I think the possession game is more valuable. It's like you you try it's it's the playoffs, so you now you got to try to play the perfect basketball, which it's not gonna yeah. happen. <laughs> like everything Very is highlighted, true. everything is highlighted and upgraded by ten, like because now it's, it's win or go home. Mm-hmm. That's and then the like, difference. Yeah, you're praised even more for the good things you do. Yeah. Whenever you do mess up, it's magnified. <laughs> it's magnified. You the, coaches ever... go, the coaches go more crazier in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. And yeah, because it's and that, so everything you... is that much intense. The crowd is yeah. bananas. Like you've never heard the crowd like this all year. I'm like, yo, what? Did the stadium get bigger? <laughs> yeah, it's like I mean, like they into every play a steal. A good pass or a dunk, it's gonna blow the roof off. I mean, yeah, I mean, you guys were playing that. You guys were playing in Charlotte. I mean, North Carolina as a state is a proud basketball state. That is, it is basketball or nothing at that point. Yeah, so I mean, they support. Got the Panthers, nah. Yeah, the hardest. I mean, we I had a my two years there was great, man. The city the city loved us. We loved mm-hmm. the city, man. We went hard, man. We we tried to get it done and every night, you know. Coach Silas I mean, was a, Coach Silas was a hell of a coach. The coaching yeah. staff all the way down to the fucking equipment manager. Yeah. Everybody was everybody was for each other, man. And you know, I think that's what that's one of the one of the one of the things that can be overlooked at times is like we build trust and, 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 and that brotherly bond just by hanging out together all the time. If one player went out at night, we all went out at night. Yeah. So now, so now, so now we, we build trust. We build, we build, we build that bond to where when, when, when somebody scrutinize you, you ain't taking it like that because that's the homie, the homie, you know, that's the homie. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. And so, that could get misconstrued sometimes with sometimes players don't get along because, oh, he said this that way to me. That's because yeah. y'all don't have that bond. Y'all didn't build that trust. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't, y'all, y'all ain't hanging out. Y'all not getting to know each other. Y'all not, y'all not kicking it. We kicked it as a whole unit. Yeah. So and you we, know, we'll, we'll, we'll be able to cuss a motherfucker out and, and he not take it that way. 
You know what I'm yeah, saying? I, I mean, got cussed out plenty of times. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But it's the truth, yeah. though. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, because if you look at Duke, I mean, we saw in Coach K's last game the brotherhood. That brotherhood lasted multiple decades, multiple right? Multiple decades, bro. Yeah. And then, and then what's dope about Coach K, you know, he, 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 he hired him as assistant coaches, man. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah, I mean? I mean like, that's love. Like that that's a, that's what I'm saying. Like it's a forever bond once you once your relationship is the right way and you ain't coming yeah. in on some jealousy shit like like with today's NBA. I oh man, I can't play with him. Let me request a trade. Like like do you know how in in my era it was an embarrassment to be traded, bro? That's it's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. Like people like people are like players are requesting trades nowadays. That shit was embarrassing. Oh, really? Oh, That's, bro, you got traded, niggas is clowning you. That shit ain't cool, bro. I mean, it's, yeah, it's crazy. You know, it's, social media is obviously probably the main factor yeah, in causing yeah. all of it because you see all of it. It's like, man, I would love to see James Harden and Joel Embiid play together. Man, I can't, I really want to see KD, I, Kyrie, and James Harden play together. I, I don't get how players... I can't get how players can't coexist. If you got five all-stars, if you got three all-stars, if you got two all-stars, you if you're none. playing the game for the same purpose, none of that other shit matters. And that's how we was. We don't give a fuck, okay? You go get 50 every night, you go give you that motherfucker every time. Yeah. Play your game, do your thing. Like ain't no, ain't no, ain't no, ain't no selfishness between nobody. We all do the same shit. We all make the same. We, we're all millionaires on different levels of that, but we can all go get the same car. We can go get the same jury. We all can go get the same stuff. So the basketball part should be easy. Yeah. You know and I mean? so, yeah, and that team, you, you know, it didn't really change that much from your first two years, like from year one to year two. Right. Um, like, I'm just going to – I was looking at the rosters from that year one and year two, and th- four players. I, you know, what, I'll make it five players really stood out to me as like those. Those guys are meaningful players. I mean, not yeah. discredit, but like these are the bigger names: Baron Davis. We yeah, talked BD about Eddie was, Jones. BD was cold, man. And uh, him to be coming off of knee surgery that year. Oh yeah, and he was a rookie. You guys were rookies same time, right? Yeah, yeah, we came. We were rookies the same year. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, and then you got the vet. Like those are the younger-ish guys, and then Jamal Mashburn too. Um, yeah. But then after that nine-player trade, yeah. Then you got your vets, like we already talked about, Derek Coleman. I mean, Derek Coleman is—he was a first overall pick in the draft for a reason. Yeah, DC had game six eleven. Can handle the ball, shoot the three, post up. Played at Syracuse. I mean, at Syracuse. He, these are guys that I all watched, you know, growing growing up watching college basketball because, you know, in college, I was glued to my TV. I'm watching the games. Oh, yeah. You know, even in junior college because now I got to see what the next level is like. Yeah. How are they competing on Division One? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I listened, I, listen, I paid attention to all that. So when I got the opportunity, I already knew what it was. Yeah. And so we, we were, we've talked about this through text. Um, your relationship with Baron Davis. Um, you were, we were talking about how you would, uh, 
you'd kind of mess with him a little bit. What? Um, tell yeah, us just, about your relationship with BD. Oh uh, man, 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 BD hit it off. You know what I'm saying right away, and it's it's funny because <laughs> he came to training camp. You know, it's ten days in training camp, right? So I mm-hmm. think he came like day four. Okay, he came like day four because obviously he was off a of, off a of ACL surgery. Yeah, from 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 UCLA and and <laughs> you know we we everybody else we we've been going at it for days. You know we've been going at it for days, six days. We've been going at it, right? Yeah. So now you know BD gonna be on the younger. He gonna be he gonna be on the you know the rookie squad, right? Me, Baron, yeah. Rick, Lee Nayland, Jamal McGlure. Ooh. So so now we I don't even want to shoot the ball no more. I don't I don't want to do nothing but see what BD gonna do. So we I just kept feeding BD the ball, boo, giving BD the ball. Like, bro, what's going on? Y'all ain't trying to hoop. Like, bro, we've been banging and all that for the six for the last past six days. You I mean, yeah, you gotta expect him to come in. <laughs> we gotta see, we we try to see your game. We try to see what you do. I done seen it on TV. Boom, here it's, comes it's the ball. Boom. So, Yo, he killed look, he killed David Wesley so bad. David Wesley, oh. just, David Wesley just walked off the court, yo. <laughs> I, oh, bro- I mean brother he's had to, his, the old guy his, there. His brother had to fill in for him. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> but yeah, me and BD was the, you know, me and BD was the, you know, the, the jokesters on the team. We roasted each other all the time, every time on the plane, roasting, roasting. You know, that What's, was was there anything that got we all, anything that got under his skin like what would you what would you usually say to him like what would get the biggest laugh i used to get on his nerves i used to get on them teeth man (laughs) oh oh that's a low blow (laughs) yeah help that's what roasted is oh man um did you get on them teeth oh gosh and what he what would he say about you what would he say Uh, about you there's, there's nothing these guys can say about me man I'm like nothing. The perfect, I'm like the perfect guy. I'm like the perfect person. Oh, you could try, but they go hit up. I'm telling you. Okay. Okay. Say. Okay. So from a physical appearance to the way I dress to, to my swag, there's nothing you could say. So you're, <laughs> so you were, so you're saying you're the best looking on that, on those teams. I'm just saying, like, I, I could call him ugly and all that. Hey, but he can't call you ugly. No, I'm not ugly, bro. He, so, not so ugly. you're it's a win-win for you, well, no matter what. Win-win. Look, no, yeah, man. There's nothing you can say about me. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So <laughs> um, I got jokes for days. I want to I want to go through kind of like the yearbook style. Like, who? We're, we're only talking about the Charlotte. So those first two. So who was like the dad? Who's the dad of the team, like Grandpa? Eldon Campbell. Eldon Campbell? Oh, man. What is he? He was in year... Big homie. Like, <laughs> you're like 12 or so? Right. Him and... Uh, who was the oldest? Him and... It was probably Dale. Derek, too. Derek was Dale, what? No, Dale Ellis. He was then still had, playing? Then we had Dale Ellis. Yeah, Dale Ellis. Number three. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, then we had then we had Okay, Otis, then he has to be. Otis he has Thorpe. to be grandpa. Otis Thorpe. <laughs> Look, you forgot about these dudes. <laughs> Otis, okay, Otis Thorpe, if I remember. Okay, so he's here. Grab a rebound. Can grab a rebound and palm the rebound. Boom. 
grab it off the glass. Otis Stokes' hand was big as hell. Oh my Boom. god! To be on his head too. Okay, I'm looking. I'm looking at the roster. Okay, your rookie year, Dale Ellis, year sixteen. Yeah, sixteen year vet. At that point, and then if we're looking at your second year, Otis Thorpe, year sixteen, Hershey <clears throat> Hawkins, year twelve. Yeah, Hers- yeah Hershey Hawkins, yeah. And then Elgin Ro- Kasner, how many did he play? Eldon Campbell, I mean, he was in years nineteen. He was in years nineteen. I don't know what year Eldridge was. I don't think he played that long. Because oh, he was he played. I know he was in because he won the 04 title. Let's see, he played. Oh my, he played until two thousand five, so fifteen. That's work. That one thousand forty four games for Eldon Campbell. Wow. I mean, Otis had to be on his last legs. I mean. <laughs> He was what? He, that's year sixteen. He, I mean, he got drafted before MJ did. I think. I think he was the eighty-three draft. You guys plant? Jeez. No, same draft. He was part of the same draft with MJ. Came that's in how long MJ. he's playing. Damn. Oh yeah, that was oh that was his last year. So he played till he was thirty-eight. That's crazy. That's just crazy. So what? Okay, so we got the dads, the grandpas, the old men. We got Dale Campbell or gotta Dale be. Ellis and Otis Thorpe. Yeah, got to be you. You and Baron Davis are the jokesters. Yeah, I, I do have a Eddie question. Did Jones, you guys play cards? Eddie Jones is the partier. Eddie Jones is the partier. Did he? Oh, he's yeah, the Eddie, one that Eddie Jones and and I'm gonna say Anthony Mason too, bro. We, we stayed in the oh. street. Anthony Mason, we like that's what I'm saying. We. That's not shocking at all. Look, we stayed out in the streets, man. Anthony Mason being a partier does not shock me at all. Actually, Anthony Mason, when I was, um, we were doing the summer league because our summer league was in Atlanta. He just, he just came, he just came just to, just to get a workout in every day, you know, meet the fellas, meet the nukes. So, man, we kicked it every night in, in in Atlanta. Sorry, dude. What it's gonna be like with him during the season? Same thing. Road trip. I mean, if you guys are staying yeah, the night, mostly road trips. Because you know, when you at home, you 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 know, you, you family time at home. But I was, I was, I was. My wife, my wife at the time was pregnant in the Bahamas, so I was turning mm. up. Okay, okay. My first six months in the league was by myself. <laughs> now you could say, I bet your wife would say that was a dangerous six months. <laughs> right, you know, part got. I mean, but you. I mean, I'm just looking at just the teams and the. Expe- I want to talk about that second year. Yeah, you guys go 46, 36. You guys make the playoffs. Not only make the playoffs, you sweep yeah, my beloved that. Miami Heat. Yeah, we, that was the nine player trade year, right? I believe so. Yeah, that's the year you got uh, Mashburn. Mashburn. And yeah, and PJ Brown. And oh, yeah, so that that trade, it was, yeah, PJ, Rodney Buford, Tim James, Otis Thorpe. Yeah, we got Ricky guys. Davis, Dale Ellis, Eddie Jones, and Anthony Mason. What was that like to see this? Like, oh my God. Bro, that's Nine true. players just got traded? 
That was crazy, bro. They traded my they traded my dogs away. You feel me? <laughs> I mean, yeah, they traded that's away. I, that's what I saw. That's what I, like, that's what I like saw a different side of the NBA, you know, because you see the trades and shit all the time. It was it was trade rumors about about this trade going on in the papers with the media. You know what I'm saying? Guys looking around like, yo, damn, they really finna do a nine player trade. Mm. Like, like I just didn't even understand the trade. I just didn't get it. Like, like. I mean, yeah, and before, that, so that before was before we had. Before we had, we was good. You feel me? Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I guess they saw. I'm like I say, people see with different eyes. Mm -hmm. In my and eyes, so I don't see a problem. In their eyes, they saw a problem. So, <laughs> well, going in the training camp, what is that like? Because you got four, four or five new teammates. Yeah. Plus the plus the two you guys got two rookie three rookies coming in. That's a lot of new pieces. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot. I mean, it was, I mean, it was exciting. You know what I'm saying? Just to finally, you know, because I've been, I've been having the NBA on my mind since like my sophomore year in college, right? So just getting to that moment, like the moment where you're. Stretching before training camp with the with the with the NBA logo on with the with the Hornets yeah. gear. You see the yeah. pros and 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 like, man, it, it was surreal, bro. It was like it was it was one of the greatest feelings ever, man. Like to finally accomplish a late blooming dream. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I gotta say, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't that kindergartner in school when the teacher said, "Hey, what do you want to be when you grow up?" I think I put I don't know. I wouldn't. I, I, I gotta say, for basketball, this is by far the most like unorthodox NBA journey story I have definitely ever heard. It wasn't by. It wasn't by. You know, it just. It just. It, it happened. It, it just happened. You know what I'm saying? So that's awesome. And so yeah, that end of your second year, you're in the playoffs. You sweep the Miami Heat. Whatever. That's not not cool. That was before I was born. Make you feel old. Right. So right. like that was before I was born, so that doesn't count. <laughs> and then you guys play a very good series against the Milwaukee Bucks. That was tough, bro. I ain't gonna lie. And then that was the year they made it to the I mean, that was the winner of that series went on to the Eastern Conference Finals to play the Sixers. We was right there, man. What? So, what would you say? Did, was it something that went wrong with the Hornets, or it was it just it's Jesus Shuttlesworth? I mean, it's they had in that team. I mean, they had a they had a hell of a they had a hell of a squad. I mean, Sam, yeah, they had Bam Cassell, yeah, Glenn, Big Dog Robinson, Ray Allen, Tim Thomas. Mike, yeah, ben Michael Who? Did they have Ben Baker? They did not. No, it was like Ray Allen, Rafer. Oh, Rafer Alstein, Rafer Alston, Sam Cassell. Yeah, and then you got some, and then their vets were <laughs> Jerome Kersey. Oh shit! I forgot about Jerome Kersey. He Scott Williams. Year twenty eight for him. <laughs> that, that was year sixteen. <laughs> So he was he was in the same drafts with it uh, with Otis Ford. 
That's crazy, but yeah, man, that was a, that that squad was nice. They had, a, and then it was we blew it. We blew it at home. To I mean, yeah, out, looking at to the looking at that series at home. Yeah. Okay. So talk talk to me about that game six. I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy. You know, we we kind. I mean, I can't even. I mean, I just remember. Yeah, let's talk about like going into that game because you guys are up three two. Yeah, uh, so you're we, going home. Yeah, so we, we we felt like we felt like we came into that game with nothing but high positive vibes, high positive energies. We at home. This is the closeout game. Let's finish them and not fuck around and go game seven and have to travel to my to Milwaukee because we know huh. most home teams gonna win that game seven. Mm-hmm. So it came down to, you know, there was a hell of a game. And then I think I ended up taking the last shot to win the game because the, the, play, broke, the play broke down. And, oh. and, I'm, and I'm not a three-point shooter, so I'm sitting in the corner and shit. I, I forgot what the play was about, but it wasn't for me to shoot no three. It just yeah. the play broke down, and I was the only outlet. And I, I, and I swear to God. I tried to can that motherfucker. And I don't even shoot threes. <laughs> oh, I mean, you're, I'm just, why, I'm just look, that's probably why I miss it because I try so hard to make it, but I'm not used yeah. to shooting them. So I don't know how I don't know how I don't know how relaxed I need to be shooting from a distance. I don't know the height on my jumper. I don't know the oh, you know yeah. it's a, it's a whole different dynamic with shooting NBA threes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's farther from the college three. That's what my range is. Yeah, twenty, you know, mid range and then in the NBA, mm-hmm. pretty much the college three. I'm looking at looking at it. you. I mean, in that game six, I mean, you played twenty minutes. Yeah, and... I played because so because, who so who were you guarding? They had big guard. I was guarding Ray Allen. I was guarding. Is that your main assignment? Because yeah, that's who I started on. Would you? I mean, I was, how was... I was the only one quick enough to keep up with him while he was running around. Because that, yeah, actually, I was actually run him off of the three point line. Mm. We didn't care if he got in and shot a two because that's two, but we didn't want to catch fire and shooting three. So, yeah, my main objective was to stay on his ass and make sure he and make sure when he catch it, he ain't got a shot. He got to put it on the floor. I mean, yeah. So catch and shoot, Ray Ray's that's going in. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, it, and so, this was this was the most I think you're going. We're talking about the first. On the first half of his career, that's when it was like Ray Allen's not a spot up shooter. Like, yeah, no, he, not at all. He's, he's a shot creator. Like, he's yeah, a shot run around, shot creator. Could got could handle the ball and can create his own shot. He used. To, I, I watched him at UConn. Mm, off the yeah. dribble, everything when he was off the dribble, pull up, whack, like get to the bucket, dunk. Like he was, he was athletic yeah. as hell. I mean, yeah, the the. That Milwaukee team is is just crazy, to, crazy to look at, you know. Just, and then, and then, game big. seven, then game seven, man, just that environment. Whew, I would, I think that's the that was the loudest arena I've been in. Really? Yes, game seven. And rolled in the playoffs, Eastern semifinals. Man, that fucking place was so loud, man. You couldn't even hear oh, yourself man. breathe. Wow. 
and so Dude. yeah baron that was baron davis versus uh glenn robinson really they both yeah, had could, 29 yeah they could I mean, they could because because bd uh david wesley was such a you know a matchup disadvantage so yeah you no know, right glenn robinson was just take him right to the block yeah bd was but, yeah a that's a bad ball. that's a bad matchup yeah, exactly. So BD was a little bit taller, a little bit more strong, a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? More athletic. I'm kind of shocked that BD would be guarding Glenn, if anything, I feel like. would Did Mash burn? BD, BD, BD or Mash couldn't keep up with Ray Allen. So, okay. Okay. You see that's, what I'm saying? So that's why when I was in the game, I was checking okay. Ray Allen and he was checking Glenn Robinson because BD can't keep up with Ray Allen running around. Yeah, because but Glenn, yeah, Glenn's not as fast. Yeah, like I could, I could stick Glenn. I could uh, keep up with Glenn because he ain't fast. He really ain't finna do no explosive move and get to the basket. He's a, he's a, he's a square up shooter and jab, mm -hmm. you, boom, jab you, yeah, that like he ain't finna boom, boom, boom and play with the ball and dribble and do all that. He he go catch the ball in the spot. So they felt, yeah, so felt okay. BD had a better chance. That was a better matchup for BD. Okay, yeah, I don't feel like him I, being on Ray Allen. Yeah, I feel yeah. like just him, like the size. But you feel like Baron Davis has that like yeah, pit but, but, David, but BD was BD was BD was more physical was more physical than David Wesley was because mm -hmm. when David Wesley checking him, he catching the ball wherever he want to. Okay, he's just not strong enough to hold off Glenn Robinson. And Glenn Robinson is like six eight, bro. Yeah, that's yeah, and you know what I'm saying. I feel so, like but BD, you or Mashburn would have been the best. But see, they had Mash, at least size wise. Like if we're just I comparing, think, like the starting lineups, on, I think they had Mash on. Probably, probably had to be Tim Thomas. Because okay, so here, like the starting lineup, I, I was too, I was too light to be guarding Tim Thomas in the post. Ooh, yeah, because like the starting that's lineup, why Mash was on him. The starting lineup for Milwaukee was Allen Robinson, Irvin Johnson, Sam Cassell, Scott Williams. I feel I feel like looking at that. I mean, you would probably Wesley on Cassell. Was that what yeah. happened? I mean, I, I believe so. I think that's how it I, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like that just makes sense as a matchup. And then you said. You would so who would rotate with Ray Allen when you weren't out there? Would it be? Would it be? Would it? Would it have been Mash? Because that's I find that that's just a crazy Mash, matchup. I think that's when Mash would go to um, Glenn Robinson, and then BD would be on Ray Allen. Oh, okay. And then David Wesley would be on Sam Cassell. Mm, and then you got then the then, bigs are just on yeah, the bigs. then the bigs, right? Yeah, because I mean, but me being able to guard, you know, one, two, three, four. So it just depends yeah. on what kind of player they was. Yeah, that, like, yeah. I, was, I wasn't. I wasn't strong enough to be fighting with Tim Thomas, big ass. He, you know, he's six ten. So yeah, they, and he's not. And he's you know, not skinny. Right. Hell no. So my my and like I say, we we was trying to shut down the engine, mm -hmm. which is Ray Allen. Yeah. Three four threes, you know that changes the game. But me, I'm running. I'm trying to run him off the three point line. I was I was quick enough to keep up with him. That's why I check. That's why I check most of the quick players like Iverson, yeah. 
Reggie Miller. I'm, I'm checking the dogs of the team, Kobe. Wow. And yeah, I mean, it's crazy that Ray and Glenn in that game seven combined yeah. for five threes. Yeah. And that I feel, and I think just five threes back then means more than five threes now. Yeah, because it's, it's their, their game changing threes. Mm hmm. You know uh, what I like mean? Like times, yeah. Not more, not more so for the score, but just, just mm -hmm. environmental. That's enthusiasm, you know, enthusiasm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, this is, and see, this is my, this is one of my favorite parts about the NBA. It's not necessarily watching the guys now, because, I mean, watching, watching these guys now is awesome. We, we love it. However, for me personally, and I know uh, Blake co-hosts as well, looking back at how the game used to be, it's tough. It's, it's, it's harder. It's harder to score. It is just you more know Men, the Memphis Grizzlies were like the grit and grind. Every team mm -hmm. was grit and grind yeah, back in was, like that was, late nineties, early two yeah. thousands. It was physical. It was. It was. It was a no layup rule. You oh, come in this okay. fucking, You come to this hole. You expect to be knocked down and then just go yeah. shoot you two free throws. Yeah, nowadays, but you're nowadays, it's, every hard file is getting reviewed and you can challenge plays like football. Like man, I don't even watch, man. Like, like it's so different now and it's so easy. Like guys are scoring 50 and 60 points. Yeah. You had like to be Sadiq Bay. Right. You had to 50. be in order to do that back when I was playing, you had to be an elite player to do that, not just no. Yeah. I'm not saying that the players are not elite that's doing it now, but it's it's way easier to score 60 now back then when it was when I was playing because of the hand checking rule. Yeah. And we and we, hear, and we hear that boom, from boom, all boom. those guys. Yeah, so all of that changes the defensive game. That's why you can't compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan. Different yeah, and the, it's different it's eras. Jordan, Jordan played in the roughest era when basketball was. You saw what they you saw what the mm -hmm. bad boys used to do to Mike Mill. Fights, oh yeah, throwing blows is physical. You get slammed to the ground, and those next LeBron would have been able to play in that era because he could he can't fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he grew up in a league where that wasn't really. He didn't yeah, LeBron, have to. I, and I take I take nothing away from LeBron. The what he has done is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That but is... you, but you're not. You're no comparison to Michael Jordan. You can't. Nobody can compare to him. But I feel I, people, I in my day people actually killed people over Michael Jordan's. I feel people, this is people actually kill people over his shoes. So like you can't even compare that. To, like you can't even. LeBron's shoes are too heavy. That's what I'm saying. Like like that Jordan brand is everywhere. Boxing, yeah. race cars, motorcycles. The NBA, college football. NBA, college jerseys. Like come on, that brand. That's a billion dollar brand, man. Yeah, and he got and he three peated twice. He got two. He three peated, man. Come on, like I mean, that, yeah, won it's one of the trophies in threes. Yeah, it's nine it's, time all defensive team. Come on, man, there, there ain't no comparing to that. You know, I it's it's hard for me. He ain't LeBron. even passed Kobe. Like, you, you how y'all gonna put LeBron and jump him over Kobe? Like, Kobe Bryant ain't got five rings and all them accolades. Like, stop it, man. 
I, 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 for me, I've, I grew up in a league without Michael, but I've never been, I've never grown up in a league without LeBron. Right. That's just where I'm at because he got drafted 2003. Yeah. I was born 2002. Like that. And I first started watching basketball and kindergarten, so 2008. And I've never, like that, and like LeBron's been elite ever since. Yeah, and he is that. And my and the goat conversation, and I've I've said this on our podcast before. I've said this to my friends whenever we're talking sports in general. It's my least favorite because of like what we were saying. It's you can't compare eras. Can't, especially with and the so, rule change. And so my thing is, you put a you put a you put a positions. Prime. You put a prime MJ in this in this era, and you put mm-hmm. a prime LeBron in that era. The difference is dramatically different. <laughs> I, feel, I but I feel like both of them because you, you, touch, it, you, they, you already couldn't touch Mike. Come on, man, Mike. Thing, yeah. I feel like if you could, they both grew up and they flipped and grew up in their opposing eras. Yeah, that's why you can't imagine, compare. Imagine Michael Jordan in today, like as a 30-year-old, 35-year-old with today's social media. And I feel like we could have said the same, like imagine a LeBron without social media. Right. I feel like the the difference is just crazy. It's just crazy to even think about because Michael Jordan built this brand as a 20 year old kid and then it just has skyrocketed never, make him a billionaire lebron's never lost be. never lost in the finals man so you're your team mj all the way all the way there ain't no comparison yeah i'm, I'm personally i give more i you know i'm a i'm a dwayne college, wade never guy. lost in the college championship that's that's never that's lost terrible. in the championship game never lost that's, in the finals that's a LeBron's I mean, yeah. six and four, or four and six, I should say. Oh, right? I he's four I and think, six in the finals. Michael I think, I think, it's, I think he's lost more. Probably. He's because, let's see, he lost the three or two, three yeah. to the Warriors, one to the two to the Spurs. Yeah, he got to, he got to get his trophies up to even, even be mentioned with Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. Kobe got so five. If he went to fifth, is it, is it, Personally, for you, is it more of a conversation between him and Kobe than him and MJ? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because like Kobe. I said, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe. For me, Kobe was the next MJ. He got five. Kobe got Mike got six. Yeah, that's Michael. Michael Jordan played for one team. Kobe played for one team. Yeah, he never left. <laughs> yeah, that's Shaq. Bye, Shaq. I'm still gonna give me one. Mm-hmm. LeBron, you had to go. You had to go to Miami to get you a ring, man. So, so, so. Mm-hmm. You, I gotta you, say you that been roaming and moving around to get your championships. If we want to just keep it a buck, like Michael never left. He was in Chicago the whole time. All his trophies are in Chicago. Hey, don't forget Kobe, about the Wizards. Don't forget yeah, about those Wizards yeah, years. He still, he still dropped fifty-five twice. Oh yeah, I mean. He's a different breed. He's he a different gave my breed. my old team double nickels. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's, he's just like, a, there's no nine time off first team defensive, man. Dunk contest. How many dunk contests Michael win? Two? 
think it was I think it was two. Yeah. Or yeah. Because he won the one where it's the logo. Yeah. It's the jump man. LeBron ain't won no dunk contest. LeBron ain't got no nine time in top defensive first all first team. Trophy. Man, this man this man Mike got trophies, yo. Like mm-hmm. there's no comparison, bro. And then people always want to say, well, we're talking about the Golden Championships. Then we're talking about Bill Russell. Bill Russell is not in the conversation. Playing in an 18 The conversation league. has always been LeBron. I'm by. Yeah. LeBron Michael. Now, if we go say here, go by rings, then yeah, Bill Russell, the GOAT of the If ring. we're going by rings, Robert Horry's better than Michael Jordan. Is yeah, he I, like this ring seven, culture? But- yeah, but he he was he's more of a, a a a big shot maker. Like he ain't he ain't big shot rob. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's that's fair, but yeah, no, I no, I I'm with you. It's like I'm against I'm against ring culture. I think ring culture is not like if you're only deciding on rings, that's pointless. Because there's so many factors. No, but I mean, that, only, sure. that only that only that only comes into factor when depending on who the player is mentioning, like it's yes. Cole, it's LeBron and it's Michael. So you go, it's I go by trophies. Guys. Yeah. I go by trophies. I mean, that's just what it is. Six-time champion. LeBron's a what? How many got three? Four. Four? Yeah. You got two in Miami, one in Cleveland, one in L.A. So he got, he got to get his ring. He, he got to get his, his trophies up. Then, then you might yeah. not get in that conversation, bro. Yeah, but you're getting your ring, but it, it will still never, it would never, it still will never be the same because Mike never left. He played yeah. on one team and won there. He didn't yeah. hit the free agency. He didn't, he didn't cut. He, hey, man, hey, it's time. Mellow, mellow, it's time. Come on. Do you, look, can we, <laughs> but do we, do we think that's an era thing over like a personality thing? Because well, I feel like that, I feel like that's definitely era based because I definitely feel like Michael Jordan could have done the same thing. Because he's a killer competitor. Yeah, but he's not. He's not going to go team up. He's not going. Mike's not going to go team up and join another organization. He'd probably get, have people come to, to him, get in yeah. to get in an advantage. Yeah, like I said, LeBron had to, LeBron left, came back. Like I, I don't take nothing from him. He left Cleveland, went to Miami and got him, got him some. Came back to Cleveland and got one. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, like, he go back to Cleveland and win a and, chip. That's crazy. Like, you know I what I'm saying? But he, but you know, it's, it's, I just think it's, I just think it's, it's like MJ is too of a dominant person, like on and off the court. He's too influential. Like, he has that, he has that, that aura about him. Yeah. Like, like that's Mike. Like, like, yeah, because just because of the defensive rules changing, right? Yeah, um, I'll I will take nothing away from it. I don't take nothing away from LeBron. He he yeah. a cold motherfucker, still going right now, thirty nine. Yeah, still dunking. But um, so last last thing about the goat, and then we'll go back to you. My favorite, instead of the goat conversation, I think the position conversation is better. The greatest by position. Who's the greatest point guard of all time? Who's the greatest shooting guard? Small forward, power forward, center. I feel like that is a better conversation. I'm going match than, than the overall my go. Top three, my top, my top, my top five 
solidifies all the positions at the top. Yeah, what, what's your all-time starting just because, And they're not even, they're not, and that's not even be, because of their status or their stature. It's just because those were my favorite players. Magic. Okay. Who's your all-time starting five? Magic. Okay. Magic at the one, MJ at the two, Larry Bird at the three, and okay. I'm going Kobe Shaq. That's a, ooh. Okay, so we got. I'm okay. not going to lose a game. <laughs> Okay. If we go go six man, if we go go six man, if we go go six man. I gotta go get Kevin Durant. The Le- okay, so LeBron's That's not my even. favorite player. That's my favorite player in the league. But LeBron, LeBron's not even up there. No, LeBron. But that starting five was your favorite to watch, that's, right? That's my era, though. It's all about era. Your era, right? Like LeBron came yeah. in too, like when I was playing. Still, like he came in after I was mm-hmm. done. So. It's 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 the era of which was before me, that inspired yeah. me. Which is yeah, got all the fucking commercials, Magic, Bird, Jordan. Those were the guys. Yeah, those were the those were those were the guys. The McDonald commercials, the mm-hmm. video games, Boston versus Celtics, Lakers versus Celtics, all of that shit, bro, from the video game and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'll get I'll give you mine and then we'll go back. So my my all time starting five, I got Magic. Thing. I mean, it's Magic Johnson. He that's why I evolutionary, evolutionary player. Like you can't talk about the history of NBA without Magic Johnson. He saved the NBA. Right. Larry Bird. I got MJ at the two. I got LeBron. I got Tim Duncan. And I got Shaq. That's that is my all-time star at five. And then my sixth man is Kobe. You know, it's just position battle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just what it is. That's what, that's what you're five. Yeah, but and yeah, that that's my thing. It's like, like you said this perfectly. It's Kobe was the next, or was the next MJ. Yeah, but MJ was far. the better version. Exactly. You're the exact same. Just like because, like Kobe even said this. Like he would watch MJ and copy his game. Yeah, his but whole his, his own his swag, his shot, his. His body lingo, his his determination, Attitude. competitiveness, mm-hmm. all that shit came from Mike, man. Yeah. And so speaking of Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. you've played with the Bulls. You've got yeah. to go for that yeah, historic got organization. What was uh what was the transition like from being from Charlotte to Chicago? I mean, Chicago was, you know, obviously a bigger city. A lot more mm-hmm. going on. Obviously, a top top five basketball market. Yeah, you know Chicago, L.A., New York. Yeah. So I loved it, man. Like it was crazy. Like uh, playing in a building, you know, for the mm-hmm. guy that I idolized in basketball, one of my MJ, just pulling up to that fucking arena. Like, damn, Mike played in this motherfucker. See all the banners, the trope. Jerry Krause actually got the, the trophy Aim sitting in the his office. Yeah, he actually got this trophy sitting in his office, so I was able to touch them. And he was heavy. It's solid gold. <laughs> you, see, you see them holding him up. So I was like, oh my god, like, this one was a solid gold. This bitch heavy, like like just 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 you know. And um, seeing the statue of Mike, like that was crazy, man. And then <laughs> the fans were were so were so dedicated to the to you know loving the team no matter what 
Mm-hmm. He was playing. We had a shitty record. Yeah, I was Still about to say second. no winning seasons in your three years with Chicago. Right, and we're and we're second in attendance. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just looking at that. I mean, you, you know guys are up there. We're second in attendance. Average, the yeah, the A record. But I mean, no, was, I don't think there's many teams. I think it was either them or probably the Knicks. Like they could be bad, but still sell out. Exactly. So yeah, that, that's how Chicago was. You know, you got loyal fans that, you know, they're going to support you at your, your best, mm-hmm. your greatest, your lowest, and your worst. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So, and they're going to have. We still gonna have a packed out every night. And try to. They still go give us that energy that we that we desperately need to try to turn the curve and turn the hump. But, you know, yeah, I think, I think we never, we never had a sense of what kind of team we're going to be. Yeah. Who are, who are, what kind of, what kind of offense, because nobody wanted to run a triangle offense. I didn't come, I didn't sign with the Bulls to run a premeditated offense because we didn't have a personnel. Like, you know, they were kind of stuck in that old era with the Bulls. Like, okay, now it's time to change this. Like, we're the youngest team in the NBA, averaging like 23. Yeah, I mean. Minus, um, minus yeah. Antonio Davis, Charles Oakley, and Kendall Gill. You know what I mean? Everybody and, and else. Twenty one, Yeah, everybody else in their low 20s. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I'm just so, looking at this roster. It's <laughs> Right? So it's you like. Got two, your first year in Chicago, you have two people have played more than 10 years. And that's Charles Oakley and Greg Anthony. Yeah, Walsh. I mean, great bets, great yeah. bets to have yeah, on a young cool. team. Yeah, it was cool. But then you got Tyson Chandler, rookie, Jamal Crawford for uh, second year, second year, Ed Curry, rookie, rookie. Marcus Pfizer, first year or second year, second year, Trent Hassel, rookie. It's like, geez, <laughs> like AJ Guyton. What was he? Second year. AJ Guyton, second year too. Yeah, yes, and then then you and your third. Like you're yeah. still. A, you're still newer. Right. Yeah, it's my third year. Yeah, and so like going into that, Charles Oakley obviously is like the enforcer, right? Yeah. He's yeah. what what was it like? Because you I know I've I've listened to Charles Oakley interviews. I've seen him play, I've seen him do stuff, uh, and he's Oak like was cool, cool, but he's also he speaks out. He speaks his mind. Mm. That's to that's to everybody, from the players to the coaches yeah. to the general manager. His language is not going to change, no matter who you are. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's just a, it's just a, you know, that's his that's his that's his personality. He's, he has that controversial. Some people call it controversial, but I think he's just being himself, and people take it a different way. You know what I mean? If and you, you were saying, it, I feel like. That's how you gain respect. It's like being yeah, fake is not going to get you anywhere. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he's going to be 100 and live yeah. by that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, um, that's what he's going to come off as. Like, ain't no sugar coat. Ain't no, ain't no nothing. He, he's straightforward with it. Like, yeah. Explicit lyrics only. Like, Ooh, it's, okay. That's how it's because that's what, that's how, that's how he is. That's how. He was established mm-hmm. in the NBA, being being who he is, and not yeah. changing for nobody. You can't do nothing but respect the person for being like that. But 
Yeah, Oak was my guy. We 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 ain't had we ain't never had no problems. You know, he you know, he was invested in the team. He was invested in helping Tyson Chandler. He 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 was trying to help Eddie Curry and 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 did his, his you know, try to be the veteran that them rookies needed and you know, trying to teach him this and teach him that and just help him, man. And you know, they bought him, you know, and you know, he did that. Yeah. And so I I'm looking at it. This guy I wanted to talk about Charles Oakley, but I really wanted to talk about what the personality on and off the court of Meta World Peace is like. Oh, I guess was he was he Ron Artest at the time? Yeah, he was Ron Artest at the time. <laughs> I used to call him Ron Ron. He was Ron Artest at the time. This dude Ron Artest. Let me give you, let me, let me tell you, this dude drove from New York to Chicago. and woke up in the parking lot of the training facility, first day of training camp. What? This dude dude drove a Hummer. (laughs) Imagine how comfortable that is. I mean. This guy drove a red Hummer from New York to Chicago to come to training camp. What? He was just a different dude. He didn't wear socks during practice. Oh what? <laughs> Whoa! He was he was like strong as fuck for no reason. He always had some type of equipment that he done made working out, walking through the hallways when we on the road, working out, constantly working out, just working out, just working out. And man, he 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 loved the game to where he he was always trying to get better. He yeah. cared about you know he was he was a defensive minded player that can score. You know, he actually cared about, he hated losing. You know, he was a winner. And, and you know, he 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 went hard and he defended like that. And, you know, he cared. And he spoke up when he needed to. He, if he saw you lacking, he going to let you know you lacking. Like, come on, man. Like, we'll, 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 you know, just being just being a positive teammate. We was cool. We hung out. We never had no problems. But, yeah, he was he was a different dude, man. Then being a rapper and shit. I remember we used to come to practice and shit. He got his rap music playing in. In the speakers, <laughs> is that what music? Yeah, because I mean, you know he knew, he knew my he knew you know he's from New York, so you know. Oh yeah, basketball and rap and hip hop, all that shit go together hand in hand. We're crazy oh, yeah. about hip hop. Hip hop artists are crazy about ballers. So so the, the two connect like you. It, it's just a natural connection because I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, we come from these neighborhoods where that's that's where your rappers starting out at in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we 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 love the hip hop community and, and and we represent that as well because that's where we come from. Yeah, you gotta think a lot, it seems like a lot of NBA players wanna be yeah, rappers. Remember the, remember the Allen Iverson, the Jada Kiss shoe commercial, the Reebok commercial? Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, I guarantee I will guarantee you ninety-five percent of the audience has no idea what what we're talking about. Exactly. It was that hip hop connection. You see it. That's why that's why NBA All Star Weekends is one of the best sports weekends out of all sports because oh yeah. Brings the stars out. The rappers, because the actors, everybody it really shows the true culture. Yeah. That basketball and will be more the NBA has created, and I mean this is this is why I love the NBA. NBA is by far 
my favorite sport. One, because it's you got 15 players on a roster. You got five on a court per team. It's more intimate. But then it's it's cool. You see yeah. their face. You know yeah, exactly. Like, you know who that is. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's, if I see you on the street, I see you at a restaurant, I I'm like, oh my gosh, I know exactly who you are. I just saw you on TV last night. Yeah. That stuff. That and like that's why I think the NBA It's the best is, game. Um, it's not taken away from any other other sports. Like I watch football. I'm a big mm-hmm. I'm a big football fan. Shout out Tom yeah. Brady, the GOAT. You know, I've been watching him since my first game I saw him when he was playing in Michigan. I never knew he would turn out to be what he was going to be, but. Uh, but we kind of did because, you know, <laughs> University of Michigan, we create legends. We created you know, Charles Woodson. Every youngin' at the game with 100,000 people. I'm in the stands like, yo, what? It's 100,000 people? Like, crazy. Like, and I've just been a fan of his. Yeah, they, of course. I left, when he left, um, he left the Patriots and went to Tampa, I left too. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so the, like the thing, He's the thing is that too, so I don't know what's gonna happen, but he coming back again. Who knows? But it's like football. You know, you got helmets on. You got helmets on. I like uh, Devontae Adams, right? He just got traded. He's that's the best the, that's the wide receiver from um, Green, Green Bay. Bay? So yeah, a little, I know a little bit about this shit. Well, recently. well, this guy's the debatably the best wide receiver in football. If you put him out in a room of people, I guarantee you 70, 80% would not realize it's him by right. looking at him because yeah, he's, because he's not in a green jersey. He's not wearing a helmet. He's not wearing number 17. Yeah. Like you might be notice him from your fantasy team. I had him. Yeah. People have right. to assume, people have to assume who he is. Right. Cause they really yeah. don't know because of the whole helmet thing. Right. Yeah. But basketball, it's intimate. It's cool. Yeah. It's cool. The shit, man. I mean, like you got. I feel like it really blew up because of MJ, of course. But then you got like and one mixtapes. Oh, your yeah. highlights with rap oh, yeah. music over yeah. it, like that's. Awesome. I just love the and one ballers. Who's your favorite and one baller? Because looking looking back, probably, what is it? Probably Escalade? hot sauce. Hot sauce. Oh, okay. Hot hot sauce it's a couple because they so like i met the i met the air up there right yeah he's actually he's actually out here in houston oh and, um he plays in the league that my guy um kendrick got out in, out of spring texas so i met the air up there that did the, the guy that did the 720 okay but uh yeah uh bone collector bone collector hot sauce bone collectors yeah. i like the professor i like the professor too what was uh, what was Rafer's? Skip to my Lou. Yes, there. Okay, that's. I was trying. I was trying to remember that name. Yeah, Skip Rafer also. Yeah, I actually. Do you yeah, play? Do you play with him for a little bit? He was. In, he was in. Um, he was in Miami when I was in. Um, we was. At, we was at a lot of the same workouts. Oh, okay. In the summertime, we do the. the so you guys came in at the same time too. Yeah. We uh we were in, we was in Miami together, Milwaukee together, New York, yeah. Because a lot a lot of us played, you know, had them had them workouts the same day, or at the same time. I mean, wow, that's it's it's crazy how you can play for only two teams, 
but then you create connections with players yeah. all across the league and how it's really the NBA as a whole is a fraternity. Yeah, of course it is. I mean, I remember the first day I come to training camp because I, I didn't have a I didn't have a driver's license. Like I'm, I'm, I never had a license. Got Still? Up. I got one now. I'm just saying when, when back when I was signed with the Charlotte, when I signed with Charlotte, I didn't have a license. It's okay. I don't have one either. I have a driver's license. You know what I'm saying? I just, just never had one, but I was always driving, right? Okay. So I, I got I got connected and got plugged with that. Boom. Go right down there and get your license. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know, it's just so many wow. connections to different outlets of entrepreneurship to business to it's just it's just it's it's you get so many connections it's it's crazy yeah and so uh i just want to i want to go through we're going to do the same thing so who was who was the baron davis of the chicago bulls era for you who would who would you always get on to who would you make fun of on that team is there anybody quite like you know, baron davis you know that was pretty more. That was pretty much more of like just. I think there I was just pretty much more of a clown, right? It went too yeah. much because, I mean, we we had, you know, we had so much. It was so much focus time on just trying to get better, right? We were trying to learn a triangle, so I really Not couldn't much. find a time to get on nobody's ass like that. But it was just oh. more of overall joking, right? And I, I feel like know. it's easier when you were winning in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because we, you know, we had time. We could fuck around, but in Chicago, because, you know, the, you know, we were the youngest and and trying to turn the program around and being the, the baby bulls, the the new re re, you know what I'm saying, rejuvenated bulls, and from yeah. what the old bulls were, was trying to transition into the new, you know what I mean. So it was it was just a lot of focus and a lot of, you know, yeah. a lot of put in on getting better versus, you know, joking and playing around and shit because it ain't shit funny. Yeah. Losing and shit like that. So I'm not gonna be in a, I'm not gonna be in a joking mood if we're losing and doing all that shit. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Uh well, our livelihood was dead around that motherfucker. Like yeah. Um I want we'll we'll wrap wrap things up with I wanna go we're gonna ask for another top five. Top five favorite teammates. Teammates. Oh man, that might be. I ain't had. It will go. That's I have. I have a list of people that I think should be in consideration. Oh yeah, I, I'm gonna go with. I mean, it's gonna be mostly Hornets, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be Bobby Fields. Oh, okay. Because I, 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 I mean, that's a that's a guy that I learned. You know, played behind him, yeah. The, yeah, the defensive, the defensive side of the ball. You know, he was mm-hmm. throwing me little shit like how to move my feet, and yeah. you could tell I never been taught that shit or learned it just by, like, boy, you ain't playing high school. So, so a lot of the stuff that I was kind of off on, he kind of helped me with that. Like, no, oh, yeah, you could be like this, move your feet like this, boom, 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 get off recovery. Don't forget, you got the iron bar, so if they slip by you, boom, hit them, and then try to get in front, like. It's a lot of veteran shit he taught me. Him and Eddie Jones taught me that. That's, I saw a lot yeah, of defensive cool. shit just watching them too. Yeah. Uh, Derek Coleman, Anthony Mason. Like those, those would be like the core out of the group. Because okay, that, so was, we, that was the squad that was that's 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 out every night. Me, Baron, Eddie Jones, yeah. 
Derek Campbell, Mason. Would you? And I, I do have one question um, before. And BD used to have me riding around his car listening to that that rapper um, from the West Coast, Sugar Free. Ooh. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's a West Coast was, guy. Who I thought from coming from where I come from, I thought he was so terrible. Like, just, like, 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 sugar free. Like he just, it, like he rapped so. It's like he talked. It was just like he was talking, but he was rapping. I mean, that's kind of a weird name too. Yeah, they was sugar. Can't get so behind someone sugar free. He riding around bumping that. He like, you don't know nothing about this sugar free. You know, he he from West. It's a West Coast thing. He from Cali. So nah. I, I really want to find a California artist like that growing up because you know what I mean. Obviously, we ain't got the radios stations yeah. we got now to where we can. Exit radio in any region in the, on the planet, but yeah, yeah, I just thought that 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 guy was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's and uh, last thing, you know, I really know it's like this is on all levels of basketball. We were talking about how it's a fraternity, a brotherhood, right? Mm -hmm. But it sounds like the league can be a little clicky. Like you got your oh, click. Yeah, I mean, but I mean that's how that's how it is. I mean, everybody's not gonna. Can't get along with everybody. Yeah, get along with everybody unless you're unless you have that that personality. Like I like I got along with everybody mm -hmm. because who else I, would I, you say kind of had that personality like you? Not necessarily that you played with or who was one of those guys who's just like he's gonna say hi to every person in the room. I mean, we pretty much we pretty much was respectful like that. Like even though yeah. we might not know each other, mm -hmm. like because I used to see guys like. Cause like my first, I remember my first year that summer I went to, um, I was in Miami for Memorial Weekend, and a lot of the guys that play in the NBA, you know, you would run across, and you know, you just yeah. holler at them, what up, what up, oh, what up, what up, you know, and, and, and then you just chop it up a little bit, then you you keep it moving. So I think we had a mutual respect for each other because of the shit we did, you know what I mean? And we all do the same shit and that hustle and that grind on that basketball court. So. We had that a mutual respect and a mutual brotherhood just to just because we all did the same thing, you know what I mean? We all made it in a sense of from our from whatever environment we came from, whatever situation we, we came from, you know, we we over adapted and, and, and got out of it. So I think that's where the mutual respect comes from because you know we all we all know what each other went through to get here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but uh, Eddie, I really appreciate you telling by far the most unorthodox, unique story yeah. I've ever heard on your journey into the NBA. That was, I really enjoyed this interview. Hopefully we get you uh, on again. Oh, we'll yeah. talk Let it up. Know, I'm down. Let me know. I'm down. Of course. I mean, and yeah, hopefully, you're down. Yeah, hopefully I'll be, I'm going to try to get into coaching up here. So hopefully next time we talk, I'll be coaching at a high school somewhere. Oh, that would, that would be awesome. Trying to win a chip. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Well, everybody, thank you all for listening. This was a great interview. We're going to be back later in the week. We're going to be celebrating our one-year anniversary. It's going to be on March 31st, so be sure to tune into that. And everybody, have a good rest of your day. Thank you for listening.